It is Locked on Jazz for the 20th of April. I rewatched 44 Dallas Mavericks three-point shots. People are lying, blatantly lying. Now, the truth actually might not be better than the lies, and that's problematic. We'll talk about that, some Game 3 adjustments, and quite frankly, playing hard. It's all coming up on today's edition of Locked on Jazz. You are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. This is Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise, geeky numbers and hopefully making it way better to be a jazz fan each and every day thank you so much for making locked on jazz your first listen each and every day we are free and available on all platforms including youtube please subscribe please comment leave your thoughts throughout the show the comment section makes a big deal um on how this gets uh, treated so please 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 leave some comments Talk about how much you think Locked On Mavericks hosts are annoying, painish, childish, foolish goofballs. Or how I should have combed my hair this morning. Whichever you care about. Just comments. Um, by the way, uh, we I'm expecting to do another crossover with them for tomorrow's show. Because I actually think they're great. Good morning to Donovan and Lacey and Matthew and Keith and Ben and Frank and a different Ben. Oh, no, same Ben. Good morning from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Um and Sean Woodley, our Locked On Raptors host, has tuned in live and agrees those Mavericks guys are trouble. Thank you, Sean. Hope you're feeling better. So people are lying. I really have, like, no idea where I'm about to go on the show. I, I have it organized in my head. I have it organized on a sheet of paper right here. I'm filled with all sorts of emotion. On one level, quite honestly, the problem with the Jazz Game 2 loss is that they decided it was November. You go rewatch that game. They played like it was November. Not like it was April. Not like it was a chance to win the series. Not like it was a chance to win the series with Devin Booker getting a hamstring injury the next day and a chance to suddenly legitimately, legitimately be in the Western Conference Finals. Like, this is why I always say what you're trying to do is get into the final four of your conference and then you don't know what happens. And I'm not saying you're rooting for injuries, but you don't know what happens. You get into matchup games and you get into this. Just win in the first round and you're in the ballpark. And frankly, if you can be in the top eight, I think that's pretty outstanding. If I was, a, I'll be honest right now, if I was a GM of a team, I would be building my team every year to get into the top eight, top four of my conference. That would be my goal every single year. Because you either can get a good matchup. We got a bad one last year. You can get an ankle sprain. You can get hot. You just win a series. And so that's actually how I would build it. We're there. That's how we've been built. That's the positive. We should win this series. I still think we're going to win this series. Um, But we didn't play hard. Like, honestly, they didn't play hard. At least that's my, hey, they can disagree with me. I'd sit down and watch the film with them. I'm comfortable enough saying that. 
that I can watch the film, would sit down and watch the film with our players and be like, that's why I said that. I'm comfortable enough to say that. I'm not trying to bury them. I'm not. Tr- they didn't come out and play April basketball. Jordan Clarkson played really hard. There were like noticeable plays by guys with like 17 seconds left that were harder than the rest of the day. And so as I'm about to go on a rant about people lying, I mean, just blatantly lying. Um, I don't want it to distract from the bottom line that they weren't good enough on game two to win that game, right? Like Mike Conley, we need more. He got just totally, he wasn't great to start. And then he usually finds a rhythm and got totally disrupted by foul trouble and never got going. Jordan Clarkson's fifth foul derailed the game. Our defensive rotations, as I'm about to show you, were horrendous. And our inability to just be focused and attached and intensely engaged defensively was the problem. Here's where people are lying. There were three in a row, easy to watch the final five minutes and react like it's the whole game, maybe four, depending on your point of view, times in which they had dribble penetration, Rudy came over, they kicked to the corner, and someone hit a three. Three of them. Out of 44 three, 47 three attempts, it's 47, not 44. Out of, what, 22 makes? Three. Yeah, I listened to, I'll say it, Chris Vernon just foolish on his little ringer thing the other day. Just completely not true. I watched that. No, you didn't. Because if you did, you didn't watch it. It's not true. It's damaging, though. That's what bothers me. It's honestly, uh, probably I'm too close. It's it's basically insinuating that our coaching staff is incompetent. They're human beings with jobs and families, and you're making crap up. It's damaging to their lives. It pisses me off. Here's the truth. Here's the truth. Now, this will be exciting. This is, they they should make fun of me and rip on me for doing god-awful, boring podcasts. Because we're about to run through 47 three-point shots. No, we're not going to run through all of them. But let's look at them. Here's the first quarter, okay? And in the first quarter, there's one One that I would classify as either because Gobert is playing drop coverage, which he is, and they get an off-the-bounce three, which they're not good at, by the way. They have Spencer Dinwiddie and Jalen Brunson. Pull it up. Let's get the facts. It's a a really crazy thing to mix into your NBA coverage. It's some facts. Jalen Brunson took 80 off-the-bounce threes this year. He hit 31%. Spencer Dinwiddie took 47 since he came to Dallas. He made 36%. Luka Doncic took 492 and made 36%. Only Trey Young took more. And so, yes, they didn't have the opportunities. It's also not what they do. So playing drop coverage seems like a pretty good idea. Now, let's get to the facts for a second. Jalen Brunson comes off a Powell pick and roll. Royce O'Neal goes under the pick, which is not usually our game plan, so I'm surprised by that. 
And then Powell does a wonderful job that when Royce goes under the pick, he actually walks him down even further. You can't go under on them because Powell will walk you down. He's really good at it. And the three is wide open. Okay, we can call that on Rudy's drop coverage. But here's the fact. Here's the truth. Here's the first quarter threes that were all good. These are only the goods. Off a Gobert turnover, they get in transition. This was the problem all night long. Our defense sucked on interchanges intensity, staying attached, and recognizing their switches. Mitchell and Bogey on a handoff, Donovan just dies on the pick. Bogey doesn't step out at all. It's just a clinic in how to not do it, and Brunson hits a three. Drop coverage three. Transition off Gobert's missed dunks. We gave up as many threes off Gobert trying to be an offensive player as we did going back the other way on Gobert's because Gobert cut off penetration in the game. Three. And frankly, if Rudy needs touches that bad, that's a problem. Like, just win playoff games. Their next made three is White Whiteside is slow to get out. O'Neal lets him brush off Whiteside. They're in the middle of the lane. O'Neal just not in, he's not impacting his guy's route. His guy just runs his route however he wants. We're not making body contact. We're not making it hard on anyone. He just knocks it off. Dinwiddie. Has the ball, guarded by Conley, takes two dribbles to his left house, comes all the way over on a shift, and Trey Burke hits a deep three. Felt really easy. One pass to get an open three. Okay, those are the threes of the first quarter. I didn't hear Rudy drop coverage in. I didn't hear Rudy penetration there. These are just the makes. Let's go to the second quarter. Reggie Bullock hits one. Interchange. Donovan Mitchell thinks it's a switch. I think it probably was. Clarkson doesn't. Reggie Bullock's wide open. Like, honestly, that's crazy. They're on the right wing. Bertans switches through. Clarkson's so set on guarding Bertans. Donovan sees it. He switches. Clarkson doesn't. Reggie Bullock's wide open for a corner three. Uh, Kleba hits a catch and shoot three because Whiteside's in the lane, just standing in the lane. Bogey and Gobert go with Josh Green on a drive. Josh Green, their worst offensive player drives, and Bogey and Gobert both go with them and leave Jalen Brunson open for a three. November. November mistake. Dinwiddie drives on Clarkson, snakes around, Gobert is in the lane. Pass out to Kleba, who rotates to Reggie Bullock. I would say the ongoing problem, Royce O'Neal on the backside did not anticipate in any way, shape, or form that the ball was going out there and that we we're going to rotate to that corner. Our, our, bat, our rotations off Rudy's penetrations, off Rudy cutting off the rim, are really the problem more than anything else. That's totally fixable. That one you could probably, if you wanted to go to four, you could add that one into the list. Gobert falls to the ground trying something offensively. Dinwiddie hits a three. Okay, we're at halftime. They've taken 25 threes at halftime. Two of them were on plays in which Gobert guarded the middle and his man got a three on a dare shot. They went 0 for 2. Six in transition, five on interchange problems, three off the pick and roll, three off isolation, three off drive and kicks, which you think would be the same thing, but it's not really, and one off the zone. They have not made a three in the first half off a Rudy Gobert drop, cutoff penetration. Not a single one. 
Now, is this good? I don't I don't know, actually. I don't actually know if this is good because those interchanges I'm talking about, my goodness gracious, you've got to be able to make those plays. All right, second half for you coming up next. Yeah, the whole half. But this is where people are lying. In the first half of this game, they took 25 threes. Two of them are because Gobert cuts off coverage. Neither of them go in. Three of them might be because of drop coverage. The real story is they didn't play hard, engaged, or connected. And I'm not sure which is worse. But the national narrative is not accurate again. It's really bumming me out. Because I sit here on an island, I look like a jerk or a J.A. I'm killing my colleagues. But the fact is, they're not right. And there's something to be said about being right when people's lives are on the line and people's livelihoods and reputations. You owe that to people if you're doing this job. Today's show is brought to you by Intercap Lending. Somebody I know I can trust is Steve Carter. Love myself some Steve Carter. Why? Because he treats our locked on listeners with just the greatest attention. He's over at Intercap Lending in a crazy world of trying to get deals done as fast as possible, as quickly as possible. It is uh, one of the great things that we can send people to Steve Carter and know they're going to get an amazing, amazing experience. In fact, if we just look at the reviews, whether they're from locked on people or just anyone out there, it's always the same story with Steve Carter. If I just grab a random review, what do I see? Steve's great. Our recent refi was inspired by his continuing customer outreach. We had a lot of questions along the way. Very detail-oriented. Steve supplied the answers we needed within seconds or minutes. He's clearly experienced his craft. We highly recommend you for him. Uh, recommend you look for Steve. Steve's a stud. His team is a breath of fresh air, and I hope you get to we get to work with him again. I've worked with Steve twice. Carl Weinstein, our COO of Locked On, worked with Steve. I send everyone to Steve, and you can use Steve as well. Just email me first at dlock09 at gmail.com, and I'll just connect you uh, to Steve in any way you uh, you wish Steve over at intercap lending. Uh, we make sure you have a absolutely fabulous experience with intercap. Uh, or if you don't want to use me, I totally get it. You just tell him you're with locked on jazz and you can get the corporate discount. You can call Steve directly. His number is three, eight, five, eight, hundred, eighty, five, 28, three, eight, five, eight, hundred, eighty, five, 28 intercap lending NMLS number 190465. For more information, visit intercaplending.com. Today's show is also brought to you by shady rays. It's an independent sunglass company that gives you features of $200 sunglasses for a fraction of the price. That means polarized lens, well-constructed durable frames, and premium high-end finishes. Also, something you won't find anywhere else is Shady Ray's insane protection program. You lose or break on any pair, they'll send you a brand new pair if you lose them, no matter what happened. Give them a try. If you don't love them, you'll pay nothing. It's as simple as that. Ten meals are donated right here. I got my Shady Ray's. And look what it says when I open it up. Pretty cool. I opened up my box. You provided 10 meals to fight hunger. So go to shadyrays.com. Use the promo code locked on to get 50% off two or more polarized sunglasses. That's the code locked on. I didn't realize it was two. I only ordered two. I would have ordered more if I realized they were all 50% off. Uh, to get 50% off two or more pairs. That's code locked on for your best deals of the season at Shady Rays. All right. Let's do the second half. 
You want me to just do the goods? Because actually, I think the misses are important. Here's I'm going to run through the entire third quarter. Finney Smith misses on an interchange. Donovan gets uh, picked off as he switches on Finney Smith. Zero intensity to open the game. 11-27 left in the quarter. He misses. Powell gets an open three on a Brunson drive. Gobert helps off the corner. No rotation in the corner. Powell shoots the corner three. He misses. So there it is. There's a Gobert man open three. Brunson shakes O'Neal on a pick and roll, rejects the pick, hits the three on an off-the-bounce three. Brunson was unbelievable. Pick and roll. Brunson snakes around the pick, comes back around the other side. Powell, Royce goes under. Powell does that same thing where he just drops it down and makes it, is moving and you can't get off of it. And Gobert is back. And so Brunson hurls back, hits a three. You could say that one's because of Gobert's drop coverage because we play drop coverage. Brunson misses on an ISO step back on Donovan. Finney Smith misses a three with 404 left. Dinwiddie drives on Donovan. Gobert comes to help off the corner of Kleba. Bogey closes. We do it perfect. Now we're doing it right. This is the rotation. Bogey closes. They rotate to Finney Smith. Wancho Herman Gomez flies at Finney Smith, and he misses the three. Okay, that's it. That's the defense. That's what we need to do. They drive. Our guys are not, we're not long. We're not big. We're not great defensive players. That's the reality. We're a great offensive team. Guy drives. Gobert cuts him off. We don't want to give up the layup at the rim. Be nice if Rudy makes a little bit bigger impact. I think he can do that. Pass goes to the corner. Someone's got to close to that corner. Anticipate that rotation. You see Rudy come over. Go start getting there right away. Make them throw the pass directly to the high quadrant instead of the corner. If they do throw to the corner, close, make them rotate. Next guy rotates. And then actually Rudy's probably the one who comes back to the next, as you'll see later. And they missed. We did it perfectly. Dinwiddie misses on a pick and roll. Gobert drop. Why? Because they're not very good off the bounce players. And those are the th- shots you want them to take. Kleba makes a three on an interchange. Brunchen picks off Gobert. And House just never rotates out to Kleba. I know we all love Daniel House. He wasn't very good on a bunch of these last night. Or yesterday. Um, just very loose. Kleba hits a three in transition. Bertans makes a great pass. Fast break kick out. Kleba for three. Kleba hands off to Bullock. Rudy's back. Kleba hands off and goes and picks Rudy right away. Conley with a late contest. Bullock misses. Pretty good play by them. But because Rudy plays back, you can do that. Kleba misses on interchange. Fakes a handoff to Brunson. Rudy's dropped. Brunson go. Rudy takes three steps with Brunson. Kleba turns around, shoots a three and misses. Early transition. Brunson misses. Kleba hits one in transition at the end of the third quarter where he gets it from Brunson in transition. Not a single play in there where they hit a three in the third quarter off penetration. Rudy Gobert cuts a guy off and they kick to the corner. Not a single one. They go one for two on things I would classify as, one for three on things I might classify as drop coverage. Four interchange problems, three transition, two threes off Gobert, man, two pick and rolls, two isos. Just getting us in numerous different ways, frankly. But not what you're talking about. Fourth quarter. Kleba hits it. First thing that happens in the fourth quarter is they hit six straight threes. 
9.38 left. Kleba hits a three off a handoff. Bullock comes off a Kleba pick. Donovan dies on the pick. Gets hit, dies. Kind of comes off it. Not a lot of intensity. Nobody switches. Nobody, Whiteside's in. Whiteside's back. Nobody makes a reaction to it. They hand it back. Bullock fakes a three. Everyone kind of stops thinking Bullock's going to shoot. He flips it back to Klebo's wide open for three. No one switches back. No one makes a contest. He hits it. We play a zone defense. Reggie Bullock gets a super easy corner three. Dorian Finney-Smith hits a three on a driving kick. Brunson drives on Clarkson. Gobert helps. They pass to the corner. Donovan closes. They pass to the top. O'Neal closes. They pass the top. Finney Smith catches. Gobert's there. They now ISO and Finney Smith hits the three over Gobert. That's not a drive and hit an open three. That's Finney Smith has Gobert guarding him at the top. That's going to happen. He jabs twice and he hits above the break three, which I'm not sure. Finney Smith is great right now, but I'm not sure that's a super high percentage shot. We're at the five-minute mark of the fourth quarter. They do not have a single three in this game. On a drive, Gobert close, kick. Not a single one. Now, they get three in a row. And that's all anyone wants to talk about. Legitimately an issue. But the bigger issue is bad interchanges, bad switches, bad connectivity defensively. Much bigger issue. All solvable. We'll win this series. Why we came out and played like November is just more disconcerting because it's there. Team's got flaws. We're too small, right? Everyone else is longer. New Orleans out there starting a lineup of 6'3", 6'8", 6'8", 6'11", 6'11". Last night, and I'm looking at us going, oh my gosh, we're 6'1", 6'1", 6'4", 6'7", 7'1". Ah! Like, New Orleans goes and beats Phoenix. I don't know we beat New Orleans. They're, like, huge. Sure we do, but they're huge. Right? We're small. Like, we got 6'1". Phoenix starts six foot with Chris Paul, and then they go six, five, six, 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 six. They're not that big, but they're so active. We're not as active. Here's the three. Brunson drives, left on house, go bear shadows, kick to Kleba, and honestly, Bogey's rotation is really late. That's the problem there. The rotation's got to assume that corner. Dinwiddie drives on Mitchell. Gobert helps. Kleba hits a corner three. Bogey gets caught in between two guys and does actually a little bit of nothing. Like, I get what happened to him. He saw Dinwiddie drive, and Dinwiddie kind of peeked up to the high quadrant, and Bogey didn't know which one to go to, and he was waiting to see the pass to see where to go to. I don't know enough about defense, but I would just say go to the corner and force the pass up to the top. House gets buried in the backcourt. Brunson gets to his left on Donovan. Gobert comes over. Finney Smith hits an easy three. It was bad. We were playing four on four at that point because Bullock and Brunson were back in the back. Uh, Bullock and House were in the backcourt. Then Finney Smith misses on one. Kleba misses on one. Great close by Donovan with 57 seconds left. Best close of the game happened by Donovan Mitchell with 57 seconds left. If you actually want to talk about good closes on three-point shooters, I would go like there might have been three all game. 57 seconds left by by Kleba. Wancho Herman Gobins' close was all right, and Conley kind of had a close. 
He's six one, so his impact's limited. Let's get another piece of truth here for a second. Again, I'm not sure that the truth is actually good. It's just not what people are saying. Maxi Kleba's threes. First one comes on an interchange. Whiteside is slow to get out. O'Neal lets his man brush off Whiteside after the switch. We talked about that. Kleba misses a three where Brunson has a pick and roll, throws back out to Kleber. Boyarns guarding both Finney and Kleba. This play, actually, I almost sent out on Twitter last night, but I didn't want to, like, 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 I don't know. I just didn't send it out. I downloaded it. It's so bad. We have four guys. They're not, I'm not sure they could impact it, but we have four guys who just stand still. House doesn't move. Whiteside doesn't move. Donovan's really in the corner, doesn't move at all. But like four guys don't even move. Kleba misses. Second quarter. Maxi Kleba hits a three on a catch and shoot. Whiteside's in the lane. It's an easy pass. Whiteside's playing drop. It's how he plays, shooting 18% from three since the All Star break. He makes that one. Okay, so at halftime, Maxi Kleba's one of three. He hasn't gone bananas on us yet. Kleba, 256 left in the thirds when he starts to get hot. A Brunson picks off Gobert. House doesn't close out to Kleba on an interchange. It's good. Transition, Bertans gets it to Kleba for three. It's good. Fakes a handoff to Brunson. Rudy is in drop. Goes Brunson, Kleba misses. Transition, Kleba hits it. It's good. None of these Kleba threes are coming off of what everyone says they are. Kleba hits a three. Bullet comes off a Kleba pick. Donovan dies in the pick. That's the corner play I talked about. No one contests. Whiteside's in the game. Kleba hits it. Brunson drives. Gobert shadows. Bogey's late on the rotation. Kleba does. So Kleba gets his first three off a Rudy Gobert coming off of him. Play with 424 left in the fourth. The bigger question to me on Gobert is whether we can get Whiteside to play out higher. It's not a strength of his. And then Kleba. So that those are the Kleba threes. Kleba gets one of his threes off the play everyone's talking about. Okay, I see a, a, a very insistent person wanting to know why we don't small. We've been terrible when we're small this year. And really, Rudy Gobert's one of our best players. We've got to probably keep him on the floor. Here's the bottom line. Dribble penetration, it's an issue. We're not great on the ball. Defensive rotations are a bigger issue. If we're not great on the ball, we've got to have defense rotation. Transition defense was an issue. They got out in transition. They got a lot of threes in transition. Absurdly hot, crazy hot, non-replicable shooting is an issue. None of them matter if you don't play as hard as you can. And then we didn't play as hard as we can. We just didn't, I don't think. I think our guys have more in them. Now, you know, I mean, we came out in game seven against Denver. It's pretty soft in the bubble. So, you know, we were not, you listen to the commentators talk about Miami and all their undrafted players and their play hard. We've talked about it a lot. Juancho Hernan Gomez and and Daniel, Danielle's house's energy has been obvious this year. Like that's kind of an indictment as much as it is a compliment to Juancho and Daniel. We, we were brilliantly talented team. We're not an incredible, we're not Pat Beverly play hard. You know, we talked, 
Ricky Ruby and Jay Crowder had to play really hard because if they don't play hard, they go home. We don't have that. We got, Our guys are really good. But we need a little of that. And that's, you know, part of it. All right, some adjustments for game three and some of your questions as we continue today. Today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. I was I'm such a slob. Every time I do a Built Bar out, I look around to see how many wrappers I might have laying around today. Um, oh, my gosh. Mint marshmallow puffs. Oh, how can I keep ordering more and more Built Bars? I can because I'm about to. Mint marshmallow puffs. Yes. 17 grams of proteins and 130 calories. I didn't even know this was out. I just went to built.com to see it. Oh, that is great. I just bought so many, though. I bought all the churro puffs and I bought all the coconut marshmallow puffs. Mint marshmallow puffs, those would be amazing. All right, sorry, this is an internal problem I'm dealing with. You don't have to worry about it. But it's 130 calories, 2.5 fat grams, four net carbs, four sugar, six grams of fiber, and 17 grams of protein. It is Built Bar. It is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And frankly, mint marshmallow puffs are candy bars. They're amazing. 130 calories, 70 grams, and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off. That's LOCKED15 to get 15% off at Built.com. If you want a recap of the night's action in Major League Baseball, you can go to Locked On Now or Locked On NBA, the playoff recap. Also, the ultimate mock draft is out. Absolutely fabulous show. It's one of the best things we put out every year. Go search your podcast players for the ultimate mock draft. All right. So adjustments. The play art, I would also argue, is on the offensive side. We're at home, transition. We're just a lot of, I counted in the third quarter when Mike Conley got in foul trouble. We had nine possessions in which I felt like at some point early in the possession, we just stood still before we got started. It's not really what Quinn, I think, wants offensively. We had five where we got in flow. We had six in transition. Trans- six in transition is pretty good. We did, we we're just bad in transition. We averaged 0.4 points per possession in transition. So I want to see more possessions where we fly into things. One of the things that's happening is that Finney Smith is so good on Donovan. Donovan's 14 of 51 over the last two years when guarded by Finney Smith. That we're slowing down to figure out how we're who we're getting off of how we're getting Finney Smith off of Donovan. At least that's my observation. These are all my opinions. I hope I'm not wrong. I try really hard to be right. Um, You know, I'm blasting people who were wrong because actually they just didn't watch. I'm watching and wrong, and I'm hoping that that's, you know, I hope I'm not too far off. Um, But I I counted nine possessions in that third quarter. We just stood still before we got started. Let's go. Get into the offense. Flow, quick early pass. Even if it's just a back and forth touch pass, you have them on their toes. The defense is getting set. I mean, it's the old physics, right? An object coming from a stop has not as much power as an option, an object that's already on the run. Like, let's play that way. You know, in the third quarter, our first pass came with the following on the shot clock. 10, 7, 13, 7, no pass, no pass. 16, 20, got fouls on both those. 17, 10, 5, no pass, 8. Like 10 seconds, 7 seconds, 13 seconds, 10 seconds, 5 seconds, 8 seconds for your first pass of a possession is too late. Like, let's go. Frank points out Conley's two fouls or take fouls. Conley taking a take foul on his third foul of the game with 8.30 left in the second kind of represents November. Like, that. I mean, that's November to me. Like, plug in. 
Like that that's what I'm talking about. That's the kind of I don't know, flabbergasting part. Like it's there. We're flawed, right? Like you look at Memphis, they're 6'3, 6'5, 6'8, 6'11, 6'11. We're 6'1, 6'1, 6'4, 6'7, 7'1. Right? So Memphis is two inches taller at point guard, four inches taller at shooting guard, four inches taller at small forward, th- four inches taller at, at power forward, and we're taller at center. Like that's hard for us. Phoenix is, we t- is four inches taller at shooting guard, two inches taller at small forward, smaller. Jay Crowder, Boyan Bogdanovich, Jay's Boyan's one inch taller and two inches shorter. Golden State's an inch taller at point guard, five inches taller at shooting guard, three inches taller at shooting at small forward. Draymond is smaller than Boyan and smaller at center. You know, Minnesota's the same at point guard, three inches taller at shooting guard, t- same at small forward, two inches taller at power forward. So we're small. We're, we're not perfect. No one's trying to claim we are. We got, we have it, but like it's there. It's open. Devin, there's one team that's dominant, and Devin Booker just has a hamstring injury. Like, it's wide open. I still think we win this series, then we're going to Phoenix, and Devin Booker's got a hamstring injury. Like, we very well may do what the Phoenix Suns did last year. Amongst all of this, we very, mel- very well may do what Phoenix did last year, right? Phoenix got Anthony Davis in the first round, and I don't remember what the second one, and like, the various things. Luka, we'll see. Devin Booker hamstring who knows? It's crazy. As like despondent as I kind of frankly am here. Like I could do a pep rally too. Um, Two days off for Mitchell and Conley matter. I know two days off matter for Luca too, but Donovan this year with rest is way better. And then he has been without rest. Obviously Mike was off foul trouble and everything else. But Donovan this year, true shooting percentage, which is the best indicator, zero days rest, 51, one day rest, 56, two days rest, 58, three days rest, 68. Donovan is much better with rest. And Donovan, I actually thought it looked to me like he called out of the game at one point last night, the other day, because he was tired. Uh, True shooting percentage, Mike Conley. One day's rest, 55. Two days rest, 58. Three days rest, 64. It's a huge bump to get that extra day off for us. Our guards play much better with that extra days off. Uh, Finney Smith, a few other adjustments for game three. Um, so I talked about too much standing still on offense. We actually don't run more at home than on the road. I'd love to tell you it's true. I looked up the numbers. I was going to give you that whole narrative. We'll play transition at home. Uh, we actually played 13.8% of our possessions in transition at home and 14.1 on the road. So I'm not going to like, I'll do the work instead of making up a narrative. That's not true. That's kind of the theme of the show, isn't it? Um, our offensive rebounding in game one was great. Our offensive rebounding in game two was not. I don't know what I think is a reasonable expectation on offensive rebounding in the sense that we need to pound the glass and we need to put out a lot of effort. We'd like to be at 30%. We're at 28% in game two, which is good. Our, our benchmark is if we get over 32, we win. They're not offensive rebounding at all, which is great for us. And so it's a real chance to make an advantage. Um, by the way, rebounding numbers are silly. You should be looking at the offensive and defensive rebounding percentage numbers. So we need to be over 30% on our offensive rebounding. We were close, but that like just a little bit more 
in, in that regard. Finney Smith, as I mentioned, is a problem. We've got to find a way to free Donovan from Finney Smith. He's our best player offensively. How do we find it? And then, frankly, I think we have to just play and not worry about getting Rudy the ball. Like, I thought we got we lost an eighth of the game trying to get Rudy the ball. And it led to three transitions the other way. I think, in fact, in much of anything, trying to get Rudy the ball offensively got them going in transition and got the crowd going. Um, all right. Those are my thoughts. Hope you enjoyed. It is Locked on Jazz. Go listen to the ultimate mock draft and have some time getting ready for football, an incredible six-part, five-part series show, uh, getting you ready for the draft. Or go listen to Locked on Mavericks. And go and leave comments in their chat room. See you.